Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 81 for June 15th, 2011. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and the email address is keith at klezmerpodcast.com. A quick reminder that I'm available to speak to your group or organization. So if you'd like to have me come and talk about klezmer music or Jewish music in general, please contact me and we'll make arrangements. I'd also like to mention a great way to help support the Klezmer Podcast is to purchase your music through the Klezmer Podcast online music store, which I've cleverly entitled Klezmer Podcast's Music Delicatessen. Simply go to klezmerpodcast.com, click on the link that says Buy Music Here, and it will take you directly to the online store. Okay, so my guests on this episode of the podcast are Gilad Ben-Svi and Oren Neiman from the band Isra Alien, a guitar duo based in the New York City area. They have a new uh, self-titled album out entitled Isra Alien, and it's a wonderful sound with the guitar duo, one with nylon string guitar and the other with steel string guitar. They play music from the Mediterranean area, with influences from uh, Greek, Turkey, uh, Arabic music, and uh, as well as Israeli music. So here we go with my interview with Gilad Ben Svi and Oren Neiman. This was recorded on May eighth, two thousand eleven. Hi, this is Keith with Klezmer Podcast, and today we're visiting with Gilad and Oren from the band Israelian. All the way from New York. Uh, hello, Gilad. Hi. And hello, Oren. Hey, Keith. Nice to be here. Great to have you on the Klezmer podcast. Um, I've only become recently familiar with your music, and uh, I got the copy of your album here, um, the self-titled Israelian. Uh, it's fantastic. It's a guitar duo. Um, why don't you tell me about how you started your band and where the name came from? Okay. Um, well, we've been playing together for a really long time, maybe 15 or 16 years. We met originally, we're both from Israel. Um, we met when we were doing our army service, we just happened to be stationed in the same place. We actually weren't musicians in the army, even though we ended up playing a lot of music. Um, and we've collaborated in different things over the years, but I guess, what, five Five years ago? Five, yeah, five years ago. Five years ago, we kind of decided to to try and experiment with the situation of just two acoustic guitars. It was, more, it was much cheaper than that. You know, uh, we didn't have to uh, rent a rehearsal room. So uh, we, we just we started playing together. And um, uh, I guess the, the excuse for write, starting to write tunes was basically... Uh, I, I wanted to give Oren more reasons to keep playing with me because I didn't know anyone. He came here like uh, four or five years before me, and I didn't know anyone here but him. <laughs> so I had to give him a reason why to keep uh, <laughs> to keep saying yes. You can come over with the guitar. <laughs> um, and basically, the musically, the concept was to write music that was inspired by the roots of Israeli music, and it really came from this kind of argument that me and Gilad have been having over the years, whether there is such a thing as Israeli music and what makes that happen if there is such a thing. 
And uh, we realized it was um, it was something that uh, it was like a weird animal that um, that cannot be named. So we I had to come up with a, some sort of a title because I realized after a few after a few years that um, not belonging to any kind of title is um, like kind of falling in between the chairs, if you know what I mean. So you had to give it like uh, a name. So I, I kind of invented the name that's called. Um, uh, Mediterranean Gypsy, which kind of at first you, when you hear it, you you just like go like uh, wow that sounds interesting, but then again you're asking what what does that mean actually? So we basically took all the the influences and uh, realized that that's it's probably the closest image yeah. word that will give the right image. <laughs> yeah, Mediterranean Gypsy. Right, and uh, there there's um, seems to be a lot of music that's coming out now that's that calls itself mediterranean or mediterranean gypsy or or something like that but this is not like any of the other mediterranean gypsy that i've been hearing in in the last few months so it's very very cool and um uh boy hard to really uh, describe it but we'll listen to uh hopefully a, a track um a little bit later um and the the two guitars now one one's a one steel string one's nylon string is that you guys just happen to play that or did you uh, pick that specifically for this record or or um, how did that come about? Well, we both kind of each. I mean, I uh, I play the nylon string that's Orin and Gilad plays the uh, steel string. Um, we both kind of each gravitated towards that instrument, but we also kind of consciously realized that that makes a nice gives a little bit more of a textural um uh possibilities for for this context of just two guitars which we're really kind of trying to stretch more and more and even since the album the newer newer tunes that we've already written and we've been playing in our last last shows are trying to stretch that even further which will be you know hopefully become a second album maybe within the next year at least to be recorded within the next year yeah but we're really trying to just stretch that context as much as it can be stretched. The, the guitars were there before. You know, I had a steel string before and Oren had a nylon string. It's not like we... we there was nothing... Like, everything that was named and uh, came into, uh, like, shape was only things that, uh, like, in retrospective, we, we kind of thought about, oh, I guess that was good to do that or that was bad to... You know, even the, even the name that we picked... Uh, only later we find good excuses why uh, that's a good name. So the type of the guitars were it was just there, and then we say, oh, I guess it was a it was a good idea to do it like that. No. Well, that was pretty much the next question was uh, how'd you come up with the with the song titles because uh, um, they're they're pretty descriptive, although not necessarily to do with uh, the Mediterranean area. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> um, uh, you, you know, the, the girl from England and uh, Audrey Hepburn smile. What, what, what's that all about? I'll let you answer that since those are his tunes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you're right. The, the names are um, uh, the girl from England is just that uh, I named it like that only because uh, I was just breaking up with the girl from England at that point. I, I, I realized that she uh, that she's. That the girl from England doesn't sound anything like an English, uh, 
like what you would describe in your mind as an English girl. Um, so I, mean, it was, I, I know the girl from Ipanema, but I don't know the girl from England. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Nobody ever made that connection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Well, with the, the girl from the girl from Ipanema sounds a lot more Brazilian. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> As it should. <laughs> Maybe I wish she was different, or <laughs> now that's the reason. Uh, the Audrey Hepburn smile was just, I had the biggest crush on Natalie Portman, and, uh, I, I, and I wrote her a love song. Um, and, I remember, and I named it like that because I read someplace that she looked very much like Audrey Hepburn, and I didn't, I didn't really knew that she, who Audrey Hepburn was, so I Googled her, and I saw a picture of her, and she looked exactly the same. Uh, with a specific hairdo, so uh, the the Audrey Hepburn smile is just naming a love song for a different actress. Uh, you know, not calling the the person in its name to leave some sort of a mysterious, a mystery. But uh, I guess there's no mystery now. Not that I told you that. <laughs> so don't have to change. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, TMZ other- TMZ has nothing on me. <laughs> we're getting married by the way Natalie and I this year uh, her to her fiance me to my fiance <laughs> but still we're, we're still doing it together this year okay well mazel tov then <laughs> thank you uh, so anyway in regard to the to the name um, when I moved here I could barely speak any English imagine that <laughs> and um and I, I thought that since uh, Orin, Orin is uh, Canadian, uh, I guess, right? As well as Israeli. As well as Israeli. Uh, Orin, uh, so I thought that if you're Canadian or Brazilian or uh, anything else with the end, so you're Israeli. Little did I know that it's not the right way of uh, saying it. And uh, he used to hear me say that all the time and never corrected me. And I, only later I felt like a complete idiot. For saying it like that, so I thought it would be uh, so. It was one word at the beginning, Israelian, and um, and later on we realized that there's more than meets the eyes. You know, there's always um, Israelian. Like I, I, we feel as artists that we we need to be foreign in the wherever we're at. You know, to become more creative uh, because uh, as as Israeli, I guess we kind of felt like we're. We don't belong to the rest of the scene. That's why we found ourselves here, I guess. Uh, but still, we took some of the things that we grew up. You know, Oren took his uh, the jazz music. I took the rock music that I, the Israeli rock music that we grew on, uh, and brought it here. It, it'll be completely pointless to come to New York and try to to teach uh, American to play jazz as two Israelis. Uh, so that's basically what happened. So it became Israeli, and I think. We kind of like that name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Because um, it definitely, uh, you know, it, it, it tells everybody right away that, that you have an Israeli uh, take on the music. Um, and it is pretty jazzy, I, I must say. I, it, there is a lot of jazz in there that, that uh, you know, I do like and I think, you know, would be pretty well accepted over here. Thanks. Um, we yeah, we hope so. I mean, we've been we've been playing. We actually haven't gotten to the West Coast yet, but we've been playing around here. We just got back a couple of weeks ago from a little tour in the Midwest as well, which is really nice. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll get to the other side of the country at some point. <laughs> 
there's something uh, Israeli in addition to that that we we tried to add that I know I grew up on, uh, and it's uh, humor through music and through uh, um, talking in between the songs. That I didn't know that, but it was completely uh, weird for people to hear the to hear us talking, and it became uh, like a big part. You can't hear it on the on the album. Though, if you hear all um, like us breathing or say, doing like yeah or something like that, I completely wanted it in. I wanted people to think that there's people playing there, not uh, only two guitars. Um, and uh, that thing is also be uh, was a part of bringing like something Israeli into it, which is the talking in between the songs, especially when it's uh, instrumental music. Yeah, we found that since it also we, we tend to have the opportunity to play a lot for crowds that are not um, instrumental music uh, listeners. Like, for example, I don't know, if, if you play with a jazz quartet and you're playing in a jazz club, people expect instrumental music. And in a lot of the situations that we play, it's not necessarily a crowd that's used to seeing a show that's all instrumental. So we found that telling some stories and giving some context in a light and humoristic way really helps people connect with the music and it makes closer. it a much more yeah it makes it a much more intimate experience for them yeah. right um, and that that's something that I, I noticed too when, when you're a little um, I don't know what do you call it vocalizing uh, during the, the breaks in the, in the song uh, little shouts or whatever they're rhythmic and, and they're in the same places that uh, a drummer might accent what's going on in the song so it's kind of interesting that that you know you're doing that yourselves. Yeah. Um, another thing I noticed is that with two guitars, people would expect a, you know a, a, a vocal, um, which you're not doing here. I don't know if you have uh, plans to do that at, at some point, um, but it seems like a, a vocal would kind of restrict what you're doing uh, musically with the with the guitars. Another point normally is that the, you don't see two acoustic guitars very often usually they're electric or at least one is electric so a completely uh acoustic instrumental only um set is it's a really interesting sound and and we don't hear that very often yeah thanks for pointing that out actually we we every once in a while we'll get someone in the show that'll after the show that'll come up to us and say these songs were great but it would it would be so nice with a singer and we feel exactly the way that you said that that actually bringing a singer into the mix not that it's even something that ever came up as an option but if you if you think about it then i think that you're absolutely right that it would be restricting towards this concept that we're really trying to expand as much as possible musically yeah. it, it sounds to me a little bit like you know a classical guitar or a flamenco guitar you, you couldn't imagine a, a vocal on top of that you know because the the music is is like playing any other instrument it's it's just an instrumental thing and it speaks for itself really yeah thank you that's what we're going for <laughs> i got it <laughs> but but yeah it's, but it, it is funny because it's true also that in terms of the uh, references that that we usually get from people, it will be more towards, if anything, Spanish guitar or, or any kind of other Friday night kind in San of Francisco. Western European um, uh, acoustic gypsy guitar, um, which is, I mean, it makes sense because there, are, I don't know that there are other um, 
kind of strictly instrumental groups that are playing more Mediterranean, but I think it's just the guitar sound that creates that association where musically we're really definitely coming more from from the from the Mediterranean and and other different roots that came into Israeli music, obviously, whether it's like you mentioned Balkan and Eastern European or or um, or the other side of you know the more uh, what what we call Sephardic countries, I guess with uh, with kind of more Arabic music or uh, uh, North African. Right, because uh, you know, in in North America, that association with the with the Spanish is strong because we don't hear much other um, acoustic only or I mean uh, uh, unaccompanied uh, guitar music around here. So, but you know, everybody's pretty much familiar with the Spanish or the flamenco. So, um, but it, you're right; it is definitely not rooted there it's rooted in a much different place so it, it's um you know just a, a little bit different to the ear and it takes a little bit um you know a little more concentration at first to to uh to get that i think right and i mean it's it's also fine if you don't i mean you know if if, if people listen to it and enjoy it and say that it reminds them of flamenco that's okay too you know like it's not we're not gonna beat them down for saying that <laughs> Uh, yeah, we we had people that came to us after shows and said uh, it used to be uh, why don't you write words and then uh, I think in in the Midwest uh, people came and said uh, I want to write you lyrics for that and you will sing that song. They're offering because they don't think you can write songs. <laughs> uh, because they realize that if we've been th- uh, through uh, so much and we got there and it still doesn't have any words. Maybe you need my help to write your lyrics. <laughs> uh, I'm well, here for you. Let, let me ask this. Are, are you guys singers individually, each of you? Have, have you done singing? I've done singing, but, uh, you know, I, I studied voice, but it's definitely not... Uh, I, I did it because I was a member of bands that had vocals parts, and but it was never a main thing. You know, we were always guitarists. We were always uh, writing music for guitars. Uh, yeah. I see, because I, I would suggest, okay, appease the fans, write one song, and sing one <laughs> song during your show, and then they'll say, okay, these guys can sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe if we keep getting pushed in that direction. No, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I think that uh, the, the other excuse for that will be when, uh, if you have an uh, instrumental piece, you can basically tell whatever story you want to tell. I could tell you that um, um, the Audrey Hepburn smile was uh, uh, about my cousin or about, <laughs> I don't know, about uh, the, the peace in the Middle East or whatever. I, and you'll buy everything I'm, I'm telling you <laughs> because I said it. Right. And, uh, so the art- there, there's some truth to that because if you, if you write the lyrics down, it, it, it tells you exactly yeah. what it means. And instead of leaving it... Uh, up to the listener's imagination, what what the Audrey Hepburn smile means, right? And actually, that's that's really something that we like to challenge people to do during the during the show. For example, with that song specifically, many times before we play it, Gilad will tell the audience that it's a kind of a, to close their eyes and imagine uh, a love a love song for the actor, you know, the the actor of their choice that they have a crush on, or because everyone or, had one, or just just a different, you know, whatever. A love, a love story that might play along in their head, and I think that you're right in the sense that there's something really beautiful about 
just letting the instrumental music go through your imagination and whatever filters those, part of those the, are. It makes part. it a lot more personal, I think. Yeah. Right. I, I, I agree. That's pretty cool. I think that uh, I know. I know it's a kind of a geeky example, but like when you listen to, I can't believe I'm bringing that example. But like the Beethoven's Third, Eroica. So my grandmother told me that the story behind it, and every time I hear it, I I think of a battle between Napoleon and uh, uh, I don't know the Russians or maybe. Uh, and it's just a name and it's just music. But I made the connection, and I have the entire uh, sequence in my head every time I hear it. Uh, I guess you can call it uh, telekinesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. something like that. So, um, uh, tell me about some of the other uh, uh, song titles here. Some of them I'm not sure how to pronounce exactly. Okay. Um, well, uh, this, the song, the, the album actually starts, and there are two tunes that kind of follow this area. One, the, the first song is called Greek Rondo, and then there's another one in the in the mix there, I can't remember which track it is, but called uh, Santorini Sunsets. And both of those are kind of songs that Gilad wrote inspired by uh, a trip that he, he, met, he made to Greece uh, a few years back and kind of rea his realization of how much the Greek music is, is prevalent and influential in Israeli music. Um, Let's see, what else do we have there? Mesachina. There's uh, a song called Mesachina, which is written by, it's actually not our song, it's written by uh, Goran Bregovic, who is a uh, uh, Yugoslavian composer. And we just really love it, and we thought it would be a really interesting uh, challenge for us to arrange it for two guitars, since it's originally written for this huge Balkan brass band and percussion. Like 15-people band. So, okay, great. It was kind of a nice challenge for us, and uh, that 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 one turned out to be a, a big favorite. Also, and shows people really connect to that one. Um, there's a song that I wrote called "Yoe," which is actually a Hebrew word. So there you go. You have a <laughs> a good direct connection. We <laughs> uh, have one Hebrew title from the band the Israelian, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and that one, I thought it's. It's a really interesting and totally useless word in Hebrew that uh, is a special word for the first rain of the season, which, you know, coming from a country where the first rain of the season is a big event. It's the only, uh, the only rain of the it's season. It's an important word, I guess, but you really can only use it once a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's kind of the image I had in mind when I was uh, writing that piece. Uh, there's another, the only other tune that's not ours is called Esqualo. And that one is actually an Astor Piazzolla uh, song. And Esqualo means shark. He was really into shark hunting. I guess that's what inspired him. But for us, I guess it was just uh, the closest thing to Israeli Jews can get to shark hunting for shark. <laughs> yeah. Terrific. Uh, I think that covers them all, right? No, the circus also. That was, uh, I think, the last tune that people always seem to remember from that album because of the coughing. There's a uh, right. There's, yeah, and uh, the the story of this song is basically that uh, Oren uh, asked me to write a song that will make you laugh without words. So I was kind of cheating there, you know, with the coughing and uh, uh, but. 
you know, I, I had in mind a few melodies, especially uh, the Muppets um, uh, theme, you know, that always, uh, there's something there really funny about the trumpet there, and I try to realize what, what is so funny there. Uh, and I guess the unexpected is usually the funny thing. Uh, that's what makes a joke work, I would say. Uh, when you break something. <laughs> uh, so the coughing was just uh, something that came out in the um, in a rehearsal. Uh, it was supposed to be like a, a blank moment, but uh, it was so funny at that moment that we, we both agreed that it has to be there. It's a bit uh, kind of, I don't know, too much, but people remember that, you know? <laughs> and it took few shows until people during the show realized that... Uh, that it's a part of the song. I remember playing it in, uh, in like a really old people house, and <laughs> yeah, it, we weren't the only one that uh, I wasn't the only one that was coughing in that point. Right, ask you, are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. something like that. Give him a glass of water. <laughs> so right, yes. it's not like you've been doing so much singing that you're starting to cough, right? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but it's very timing to, uh, in, in there. So yeah, so uh, it was kind of, uh, it's cheating because that point usually make them laugh. Uh, <laughs> so it was uh, it was really an experiment as uh, as a part of what I told you before that I was trying to write thing things to satisfy Oren to uh, to keep playing with me. So that was uh, was was one of them also. <laughs> well, terrific. Yeah. Well, that's great. I I did notice that, and I. I assume it was intended. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there should be a little little note at the bottom of the liner notes that says, yes, the cough is supposed to be there. Yes, yeah. that's true. I did the cough in one take. We didn't upload that. <laughs> didn't have to overdub that part. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's another thing. I, I was going to mention this earlier. Um, the first thing that struck me on your CD is the amazing sonic quality on this engineering um, as some of the best uh, guitar recording I think I've heard, and because uh, I know it's very difficult to uh, record acoustic guitar, that you know usually you plug an electric in, you mic the amp, and it's it's there. Um, uh, acoustic guitar is a, is a much different uh, type of thing to to uh, uh, both record and and mix properly. And I, I got to tell you, you guys did an amazing job there. Thank you. Although we can't take credit for that, we just had a really great engineer. Uh, his name is Mike Scott. He's a very experienced engineer, actually more in the uh, popular music realm, I guess. He used to work for Sony for many years, so, you know, he did many, many famous recordings from, I don't know, Tony Bennett to, to Foreigner. To Bill uh, Jones. Yeah, a lot of different people. Um, and when we came in, it was just, we kind of described to him the, the vibe of the project. We were both in one room. There was no separation, nothing. Um, he kind of put his ear into each of his, each of our guitars and chose a mic appropriately to, to best fit the sound and uh, just did a really beautiful job engineering the album and mixing it. Yeah, it was so... The, the sound there was so... Um, I don't know. I, I guess we can say it for ourselves, but it was so perfect and so exactly what we wanted that uh, the Audrey Hepburn smile, for example... It's the first and last time we played it. Like uh, that was the uh, that was the first time we played. It's a, it was a one take kind of a song. We we went down to the control room and we were just sitting like and we said uh, next let's do a, the next one. 
because everything sounded so great there and we keep getting again like Oren said we can't take the credit for ourselves we we just played on the the album he he definitely did some work there um yeah it was amazing everyone says something about the sound yeah um everywhere i played it it sounded great uh, but on you know my main uh, stereo system at, at uh, my house you know it sounded just fantastic it really fills the room really nicely so i recommend everybody that that gets the album whatever you know it's fine on an ipod it's fine in the car listen to it on some big speakers though <laughs> you'll you'll really uh, tell a big difference if you have big speakers not too many people do it. <laughs> most of the people have uh, pc speakers right um but uh find somebody that's got some and go to their <laughs> house and try it <laughs> it's it's uh you know it's it I mean, it's demonstration quality on on on, uh, on that album. So, you know, it's really great. Thank you. Thanks. Um, so, uh, if people would like to uh, find your music, buy the album, uh, download the tracks, uh, find out more information about Israelian, um, where would they go? Well, the the tracks are on all of your uh, standard downloadable places like itunes and uh amazon and uh actually also on uh the different things like rhapsody etc um as far as buying the cd you can also find them find it on amazon it's also sold through cdbaby.com um yeah we're also on on, uh on django all all those uh all those websites um and as far as finding us um, I mean, you could Google the name, but we have a website, just www.israelien.com. That's I-S-R-A-A-L-I-E-N.com. Uh, it's there. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's us. And hopefully coming to play somewhere near you. Yeah. Hopefully. And and uh, and I think you hinted a little bit that there might be a, another uh, second album later this year. Yes, yeah, that's definitely the plan. I mean, we have probably 80 percent of the material is already a big part of the shows that we're doing recently. So um, it's just a with more Hebrew names. (laughs) It's actually true. There are more Hebrew names this time around. It's not. It's not the girl from Staten Island or something this time around. (laughs) The girl. The girl from Riverdale. Yeah, well, again, I forgot to tell you that, uh, again, the songs were written um, from that album, and they were already so, in our mind, were so uh, identified, uh, the, the tune with the name, so it was very hard for us to change it, only to give it a uh, Hebrew name. You know, that's why you have words like the girl from England. Uh, but we definitely did it now, you know, as we realized that it makes no sense. Well, uh, but, but how would you say the girl from England in Hebrew, though? Uh, just to hear that. Uh, same, that doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> okay, well, Yulan and Oren, uh, the band is Israelian, self-titled CD as well. Uh, thanks so much for uh, appearing on Klezmer Podcast today. Thank you so much for thanks, having though. us, Steve. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I'm enjoying the CD, and uh, good luck with it and with with, uh, the next one coming out. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Hi, this is Benjamin Ginsberg from the Breslov Bar Band, and you're listening to the KlezmerPodcast.com. All right, I'm back. That was my interview with Gilad Ben-Zvi and Oren Neiman from the band Israelian. And the track we heard was entitled Santorini Sunsets from their debut album, self-titled Israelian. Once again, I'd very much like to thank Gilad and Oren for appearing on the podcast and for providing that beautiful song for us to listen to. And as a quick reminder, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to be interviewed or have your music played on the podcast, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you'd like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. And again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com. And again, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. You can also find me on social networking sites like MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, and Last.fm at username Klezmer Podcast. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 81. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed, tell your friends, and until next time, bye for now.